radioinfluence.com Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. It's the MJ Morning Show Podcast. Froggy, Fester, Michelle, anybody else want to guess what the hell could possibly go wrong in 2020? But we are not even halfway through the year yet, and I'm ready for 2021. I mean, son of a... I mean, crazy. Froggy, you want to take a stab on what else could pop? How about a giant asteroid hitting the planet? How about you not jinx it like that? Because let this be the worst, man. Let's forward momentum. You know, it's like everybody says at the beginning on New Year's Eve, they're like, 2020 is my year. 2020 sucks. All right. So wait a minute. You're saying that with COVID-19 and all that crap and now the horrific aftermath of the whole George Floyd situation and the rioting and the looting, the destruction, that there's no way in hell that it could possibly get worse than this. I don't think so. Let's hope not. Hey, did you forget we have a crazy ass election coming up? This is going to be a crazy (laughs) fun house for another five months oh my god michelle you want to take a crack at it here i really don't i mean it's been horrible we have you know one girl who's graduating already so her graduation's tomorrow so no i but i was thinking along the same lines of um i think it was what fester just said like we have the election coming up and we just had a space what a rocket go out and that, well, that was positive that was, that a was, gr- that was positive but you know hey yeah. those guys are still up there at the international space station come on i mean that was great to see spacex and hopefully the beginning of us not depending on russia for our space launches to get our guys to the international space station i mean how the hell did we see that how the hell did we not have a replacement space shuttle for crying out loud after we retired the fleet what in 2011 because you took the kids to the second to last launch right at the right. Cape? The second to last one. Remember on the air, we talked yeah. about. The, yes, I you, do. You rented a crazy, what, motel room and there were rats in the room yes. while you were sleeping because they ate all your snacks, they, right? They <laughs> ate through the snack wrapper into the snack. And I, the horrible thing was that I heard it happening <laughs> and I thought it was like paper stuck in the air conditioning unit that was rattling all night. And so when I woke up and I discovered that, no, it was it was, it a, was a horrible feeling. Yeah. Jeez, where were you? The Dutch motel? My oh, God, I don't want to say where I was, but um, we talked about it on the we air. Did. We did. We talked about it. Where, where was it? It was like a was it, it was a, a quality in. Yeah, yeah, that's high quality. Yeah, very that's low high, quality. High quality in. stuff Guys, right there. Yeah. Can I be honest? Yeah. I was uh, watching the shuttle or the SpaceX launch. Yeah, no shuttle. And I was SpaceX. thinking to myself. I was thinking. Man, this thing's going to explode. I mean, it, everything's going so bad. Could you imagine if that happened? Froggy, didn't. I was worried about that, but I wasn't thinking. I mean, I was like, like thinking. If you were worried about it, you were thinking about well, it. Well, you know. Yeah. You're going to be on the same page as me. Right. I mean, the Tesla that we just saw did crash into a <laughs> yeah. truck on the on the road. And I'm thinking, that's the dude that's responsible for our space program? Holy crap. Yeah, there, there's new video that's circulating today of a Tesla in Taiwan on autopilot. And there was a flipped over truck in the middle of like some freeway in Taiwan. And the Tesla Model 3 on autopilot just drove straight into the flipped over truck and just the nose, the vehicle, it just impaled into the side of the truck. Like it's like a comedy sketch. I'm like, Oh my God, it's Elon Musk. But 
at least the rocket got well, up and everything else you know worked well there you know the docking and the astronauts getting into the international space station they have to come back down they have to get back you, to earth you know who's really getting screwed in 2020 is the murder hornets because they <laughs> we forgot about those that's no longer hot on the list, right? Who cares what about the murder hornets? We're all going to be stung by bees and die, and you know what? We we won't even see it coming because we're so busy with everything else. Uh, I got something for everyone to look forward to. I found a disc of tons of lawsuit man calls from like 1999. A bunch of people have asked me about the lawsuit man. Whatever happened to him? He did pass away a while back, but. Uh, I do have a disc, so at the very end of this podcast episode, at the end, you can look forward to The Lawsuit Man, and I'm going to play a couple of our Lawsuit Man calls, which were absolute classics. Going to spend just a little time here on the whole George Floyd situation and the aftermath. This is insane. This is like, what, a week's worth of protests and the riots, the marches, some are peaceful, some are not. First of all, on the whole George Floyd matter, since we didn't get a chance to address this, last week, of course, was Memorial Day weekend. George Floyd was pinned to the ground by these officers on Memorial Day on May 25th. And uh, that episode last week, we did sort of a, a compilation of just some old material that I had found on our massive hard drive with terabytes and terabytes of data. But the George Floyd situation, folks, it's very disturbing. Uh, I don't know what the hell that stupid moron cop was thinking. We're talking about this uh, Chauvin guy or Chauvin, however the hell you pronounce his name. And then what about the other three cops on the scene not stopping him? I don't know how the hell you put your knee on a guy's neck for eight plus minutes and just sit there. His hands were in his pocket. I mean, clearly... It was a homicide. I mean, clearly it was murder. Of course, this officer has been charged with third-degree murder. He's been charged with manslaughter as well, and that guy's in a whole lot of trouble. Now, clearly there's going to be a defense, and I'm sure there are other bits and pieces of evidence that are going to come out. The autopsy results are out, and uh, it has been declared a homicide. Two different autopsies. You got Michael Bodden, who is the sort of the celebrity uh, pathologist, declaring that it was Uh, asphyxia the original release from the county medical examiner did not specifically say that that there were contributing factors but also toxicology shows that you know he had you know some drugs in his blood any way you slice it whatever the situation was no excuse at all for those cops to pin him down for that degree of time and for that officer to have his knee on Floyd's neck. Although we don't have all the evidence yet, we don't know all the stories, all the facts, but it does not look good. And any cop that does anything wrong these days is really stupid because every person out there, Froggy Fester, Michelle, Michelle's a former uh, prosecutor, a, a assistant state attorney, every person out there has the capability of recording these days. Every person has a TV camera on their smartphone. You have to assume if you're a cop, Fester, if you're just shopping at the dollar store, you've got to assume that you are being recorded everywhere, and especially police officers. You must assume that you are being recorded from angles that you can't even see. When you pull a car over for a traffic stop, 
people now roll the video on their phone and they'll put it in their lap and they'll aim it up toward the window or just to catch the audio. People are recording everything. How many other instances have been caught on tape? Why don't some of these police officers like this uh, Chauvin guy in Minneapolis, why would he do that? Uh, knowing that everyone has the capability, essentially, to record and document everything these days. You know, I've always given benefit of the doubt to law enforcement. I, I always have in the past. But I saw this video, and I'm having a really hard time with it this time. I mean, how about the other cops? How can you sit there and see that happening with this? The, oh, so many times it's happened. How are the other cops not going, dude, listen, come on. Back it off. What are you doing? You need to stop now. So three other cops were there. Uh, Obviously, horrific decision. But how do three other cops not, uh, you know, how do they not say, hey, dude, no, this isn't cool. Back it off. Let's go. Let him up. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts? Well, my thought on that is that um, he was just the unlucky one with the knee on the neck. Right. Those other three, had they have been in that first position, it would have been any one of them with the knee on the neck. They would have they would have acted the exact same way. It's just how it plays out, like which I didn't see the video from the beginning, like which officers were first on the scene and who, you know, first handcuffed him. But any one of them probably would have taken that same position at that moment in time. Have you seen all of the video, guys? Have you been watching the news and cable news? Have you seen all the arson, all the looting? I mean, the cities that are affected, you know, first uh, here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, you know, near University Mall and the Champ store is freaking destroyed. I drove down Fowler Avenue this morning and the Champ store is gone. Uh, the Saigon Bay Vietnamese restaurant, a family owned restaurant. Yep. It's been there for decades. It's it's gutted. That whole side of the plaza is uh, just torched. A marathon gas station got looted. It was all boarded up. Uh, a smaller jewelry store called the Golden Diamond Source. Not the big one, the smaller offshoot. Yeah. A uh, separate op owner. Uh, they, they got raided or, or rioted at. It was awful. And I got to be honest with you guys. I spent a lot of time deleting people who were showing their uh, true feelings on Facebook who I had no idea. I mean, some people on my Facebook friends list were putting up blatantly racist stuff. I'm like, really? I mean, and then, you know. These people I've been friends with for years. Like what? What what kind of blatantly racist stuff were they putting up, Frog? You know, putting up memes of like, you know, I don't even want to say it because it's so terrible, but one of them uh, put up, and this guy's a good friend of mine, or he was, but he put up, um, have you noticed that no work boots have been looted? And it was like a a meme or a gif or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. Well, listen. And how, how racist is that? That's uncalled for, obviously, but also I don't condone any of this destruction. You can peacefully protest, and I've got no issue with peaceful protests. Our Constitution, our First Amendment, it gives us the ability to have freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. I fully believe in peaceful protest. There's no issue with that, but... You've got too many now that are taking advantage uh, and they're looting, they're robbing, they're destroying, they're attacking people. You look at all the cities involved. And of course, uh, here in the Tampa Bay area, uh, somewhat isolated around Bush and Fowler, L.A., Seattle, Nashville, uh, Oklahoma City, Salt Lake City, Atlanta. You saw CNN. The headquarters got wrecked. It was it was nuts. 
Chicago, Detroit, which has been pretty much uh, not as bad as expected. In uh, Manhattan, New York City, Brooklyn issues. Michelle down in Soho, they're smashing into and looting all of the high-end boutiques down right. off, uh, what, Broadway, uh, down in Soho. Well, they did Chanel, Jimmy Choo, a couple of those uh, types of stores. But then they also did, like, the North Face. I think they just cleaned it out. Oh, my God. I mean, just... You know, what sucks here is you're mentioning some big brands and big businesses and they'll they'll be okay. but it's the mom and pop, the small operations around the country, you know, cities like in D.C., in Philly, in Miami, in Las Vegas, Cleveland, Denver, Des Moines, Dallas, Indianapolis, Charlotte, Columbia, South Carolina, Kansas City, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, Portland and Phoenix and a bunch more cities. You see these independent family-owned small business operators, and they're trying to survive during this whole COVID-19 mess. They're just beginning to get back on their feet. They're getting ready to open back up. And now this, I saw there was an optical shop somewhere where they've been closed for three months because of COVID-19, just an independent husband and wife optical shop. And now the place was completely destroyed, looted, torched. I, I mean, it's just horrific so you know what one of the things that we know about new york is that the liquor stores um i think each person can only own one right you you're entitled to one license a liquor store so when you see on the news that one-off liquor store i think we saw it in chicago um or chicago lake liquors and that's going to be like that person's probably their only store it's not a big operation like what we're used to in florida where they have what is it, ABC or... Well, you've got ABC liquors Total Wine and, and Total Wine right. and Spirits. So, you yeah. know, big companies. Right, yeah. those are not big companies. When you see those little liquor shops being, you know, completely looted, I just, you know, you think for the owner who has been, like you're saying, worked so hard to have that business all these years, and now they they might just never come back. Yeah, that Chicago Lake Liquors, in fact, I took a picture off a of TV, and they busted into the back door. This is in Minneapolis uh, last weekend. And I took a little picture off of the TV and I I tweeted it out. And it was a guy with three cases of wine and liquor. He had a, a, on the bottom, a a case of Seagram's. Then he had two other boxes. He's running with three full liquor cases out of the store. And I just saw dozens of people just running out with liquor bottles and cases and boxes. And they were holding six packs and 12 packs of beer. It's just horrific protest the death of George Floyd, but to loot and destroy and to use George Floyd as an excuse. I mean, this is so remedial, folks, but it's disgusting. I've split the protesters and the bad actors like into three categories. You've got the peaceful protesters, guys. Then you have the outside and inside agitators, because a lot of agitators are coming from out of town. They're almost like professional anarchists. But you have a lot from outside, but there are anarchists that are from inside these cities, and they're just trying to destroy and loot, cause anarchy, and cause a societal downfall. And then the third category for me are the opportunist looters. They're not as bad as the anarchists that are staging rocks and bricks to be able to throw at cops or they have all the supplies for Molotov cocktails, for instance, in their backpacks. Those are the inside and outside agitators, the professional anarchists. But, you know, you also have these these opportunists that are looters that 
they will loot, they will vandalize, but they're not part of the larger organization of these anarchists. I just have a feeling it's going to be so much harder to come together when there's such a unorganized, violent response in all of these cities. Do you know what airmail is? Airmail. Do, uh, do you know what the term no. airmail means? Froggy? No. Fester? No. Is that maybe that mail is delivered through the air? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was literally thinking like a FedEx next day no. airmail. Michelle, any idea what airmail is? Well, I yeah, I cheat because I've oh I, you you I heard, heard you me. I talked about it on today's Schnitt show. Airmail is what the cops call out on the radio. We've got airmail. We've got airmail. Is that a clue? Do you have any idea? When rocks are getting launched yeah, at them? Yes, when things are being hurled at the cops, the cops call that airmail. Why don't Did they you... just say rocks? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it seems like if, there, if a rock's coming at your head, what is it quicker to say? Airmail or rocks? Well, rocks. if airmail is used, then if, if airmail is used, then... You know, they know that it's like incoming from this, you know, from the sky, from like, like if you just say rocks, <laughs> yeah. it could be, you know, right. I don't know. Rolls. I'm not sure. I think if push you're a, a riot and you scream out rocks and you're a cop, you pretty much, everybody knows what's happening. There's a rock coming. <laughs> but there are rocks, there are bricks, there are Molotov cocktails. Uh, there's just a whole variety of things that can be covered under the term airmail. It's just, beer bottle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just such a shame to see like the black owned businesses that, were destroyed and looted. Nobody's business, whether you're Asian, whether you're white, whether you're black, whatever, Hispanic, it's a shame to see any of these businesses destroyed. But here you've got black businesses in some of these black areas, for instance, that are just getting destroyed, decimated. How about the employees that were getting ready to go back to work? So you have employees that now are out of work. They were out of work because of COVID-19, getting ready to go back to their jobs. And now they're screwed because in many cases, the store they worked at is destroyed. It's wrecked. Yeah, it really does suck. Have you guys seen the uh, crazy Target video when that was getting looted? Depends which one. I've seen several Target looting videos. I, I saw some white lady running out with lamps from a Target. Oh, and Did she you... gives the other one's advice. She goes, hey, you better get in there and get this done quick. I saw that video. Right. Yeah, that's the one. Jeez. Did you see the lady walking out with a whole cheesecake? No, seriously. <laughs> I think that was Seattle. A lady steals a cheesecake from the cheesecake factory. What the hell? That's so cliche. Did you guys see the FedEx truck video? Yeah. I, I had conflicting feelings on that, and I, don't, I, I feel bad about that. Yeah, that's in St. Louis. And you know what happened? If you don't know the story, folks, a FedEx tractor trailer. I think it was one of those piggyback deals where it, it carries the, the two uh, trailers. You've seen them on the road. The interstate, I think, was closed off, and the FedEx truck had to get off into downtown St. Louis, into some area, and then he gets surrounded by a mob, and people even jump on his cab on the running boards, and they're holding a gun to the head of the FedEx driver, and he's got to get the hell out of there, ends up running over one of the protesters or one of the individuals that was you know, causing the disturbance or stopping him. So a guy gets run over, he gets stuck in the wheels and gets you know, dragged dragged and crushed. Hey, that FedEx driver was in fear for his life and had to get the hell out of there. When you have people jumping on your cab, pointing a gun at your head. I, I saw a picture of a, a, a woman who is, and she tweeted or posted, I was at the protest and she got hit with a rubber bullet right above her eye. Yeah. 
And I'm like, holy crap. I've never I seen anybody shot with a rubber bullet before. Of a store owner chasing a kid with a sword or something, and he got beat to hell by yeah. like 25 people. Yeah, We've seen a bunch of videos as well. I mean, what about some of the store owners protecting their stores and getting savagely attacked, for instance? Did you see the husband and wife store owners where the wife got attacked and was getting beat with like two by fours? And the husband screaming, leave my wife alone. Yeah, that's the one. I think that's what I was talking about. Yeah. And, and, and then the other one with the store. It's, it's crazy. It's like it's it's like a horror movie. It's like Back to the Future 2 when Biff took over. I don't know if I would compare it to that. Well, again, there's just a lot of opportunism going on. And yes, what happened to George Floyd was illegal, was horrific. And those officers are going to be punished, most likely. If the facts at trial are laid out. And the facts support, hey, there might be exculpatory evidence that we don't know about yet, but as it looks right now, every police officer that I know that I've had a conversation with guys cannot believe what that officer did to George Floyd. And yeah, that type of behavior has got to stop, but it doesn't give anybody the right to loot and riot and commit arson and destroy and sucker punch people and attack store owners. It doesn't give anyone the right to do that. There's no justification for that kind of behavior as well. I don't know what exculpatory means. <laughs> well, I know what exculpatory means because I said it, but my wife, the lawyers here, would you like to explain what exculpatory means? Yeah, Fester, it refers to any evidence that would, uh, you know, make you less guilty or not guilty, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, Good. Yeah. I have a, I have an exculpatory. What is it? <laughs> I have an exclipatory question for you. Michelle. Oh my God. What's, yes. your, what's your exclipatory question? <laughs> okay. Now I know this is crazy to think of, mm -hmm. but what if something happens crazy and this guy gets off, then what are we looking at? Is that possible? Oh, it is. You know what? That's funny you say that. It is because when you think about, um, you know, the, the history of these types of events, the officers in Rodney King, which was like the one that yeah. we know from our generation, yeah. uh, they all, I think, were um, acquitted in the state trial. Yeah. And it was the federal government that then had to go after them. And even then, two of them got off and two of them only went to uh, prison for, what are you going to say? Speaking of Rodney King, remember yeah. the 1992 L.A. riots, Remember the right. truck driver talking about the FedEx driver a little while ago. I'm sure that FedEx driver was probably thinking about what was his name, Reginald Den Denny. Reginald Denny. Reginald Denny was look Festa. You remember that Reginald Denny was ripped out of that truck and beat senseless by. He was a white driver and he was beaten by uh, four black guys. Right. Yeah, I, Cinderblock. I, I only Cinderblock remember took him out. I only remember because his last name was Denny, and it reminds me of Denny's at the Grand Slam oh, breakfast. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. No, but I did. But on that note, uh, Froggy, I did read an article today that said we need to let the the legal system play out. Um, and it is unfortunate that, you know, in the, the history of cases like this one, um, that the law enforcement officers do often not uh, be found guilty. No, that can't happen. That, that cannot happen. Everything I've seen thus far, and even when all the evidence is presented, I don't know how the hell it can be justified that that cop had his knee on his neck, on Mr. Floyd's neck for eight plus minutes. Well, let me just tell you, the article that I read today about Rodney King specifically said um, 
that the video that most everybody saw, the video that was on TV, clipped the first three seconds, I think it was. And the first three seconds of that video clip was the video of Rodney King approaching the officers, which then gave the jury the um, ability to acquit them. So, you know, we all know what we saw, but we didn't see what happened before the video started rolling. And we haven't seen if they've if the officers have been able or the law enforcement um, in that area has been able to, you know, secure the the video from other angles. Um, but it's unfortunate that, you know, that's the history of things. Well, I'm just hoping that this settles down soon. If history is any reflection you have uh, some bad nights, and then it slowly starts getting a little better. Listen, after Michael Brown in Ferguson, remember what happened there and all the businesses that were looted and burned and destroyed there, things did get back to normal, and eventually I think they will. Uh, this feels a little bit different in hopefully there will be some long-term real change and reform and you got to weed these bad cops out. The good news is, is that the bulk of the police officers in this country are good. They are male. They are female. They're from all races. And the bulk of the cops know right from wrong. You just have some bad actors. And this guy Chauvin or Chauvin, however you pronounce this idiot's name, uh, is just one of these bad actors that made a really bad choice. His wife has already filed for divorce or is already divorcing him. Looks like this guy's bad week just got worse. Have we seen what she looks like? Yeah, she was like uh, Miss, Miss Minnesota. Right, Mrs. Minnesota. She's Asian, and she was some beauty pageant winner in Minnesota, and I think she was a real estate agent as well, mm-hmm. right? Right, she was. So I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Hmong, the H-M-O-N-G. I don't know. Yes, so she was, right, she was of that um, ethnicity. Hmong. And her parents actually married her off to somebody um, who ended up, she divorced that person and, and that person ended up dying. But then she married this officer as she met him at the hospital when he brought in somebody else, interestingly enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, so she's divorcing him. She was a Remax uh, real estate agent and, uh, and she was a beauty pageant winner. And you looked up her last known real estate firm and it looks like they took her off the website. Right. Right. Every, I mean, everything that she has on social media is shut down. Like she, you know, no, right. no uh, bio on Remax. And obviously, I think she might have had a Twitter or a Facebook or something to that effect. But I think that's all been shut down. It doesn't mean that she's left Remax or that she's been fired. But I'm guessing they probably would just take her off the website for safety and security sure. reasons. Sure. And she's already announced that she's divorcing that son of a bitch. Well, I'm sure she's in fear of her life as well. I mean, for her life as well. Right. Like she has to just. Yeah, she has to be in fear, absolutely. She has to separate herself from him immediately. Another thing with all of the TV coverage of the riots and the looting and the protests, have you ever seen the F-bomb, the F-word on TV more spelled out in spray paint all over buildings and windows and monuments and police cars? F, you, you know, the, the rest of the... And then 12, you'll see F, bomb and then 12 all over the place wait what is that because i was trying to figure that out and i still haven't Froggy, there's something called the internet you know you can look that up but i'm glad you asked that question for what are you laughing at what do you michelle what are you... i was challenging myself because you know what i was like 911. i was like it has to do with 911 probably but and then it took me forever to figure out that nine plus one plus one wasn't 12 no it's 11 i, thought I had to figure it out <laughs> oh my god froggy what are you just do you not have a laptop, a computer? <laughs> what is going I on in that house? I'm challenging myself. 
Yeah, the whole F-12, the F-bomb and 12 that you see spray-painted everywhere, 12 is slang for the police. It's an anti-police slogan. It's uh, very easy to find this. And there are a couple of explanations. <gasps> yeah, some, 12 refers to the police. And I'll give you a couple of examples of where it might have come from. 12 means it's the police, and some think that it means the DEA or a narcotics unit for 12. Uh, There are reports that it originated in Atlanta or in Oakland, California. We don't know what the the truth is, but there was a song that was out by an Atlanta hip-hop group called Migos, and one of the lyrics in their song is F-12, F-12, and one of the lyrics is, throw that shit, throw that shit, 12 outside, and 12 outside seems to indicate that the police are outside or the narcotics officers or the DEA is outside. Some think that uh, 12 might refer to the old TV show Adam 12. So 12 being the police, uh, what Adam 12, what Adam 12. And then have you seen ACAB, A-C-A-B? That's also spray painted all over the place. And that stands for all cops are bastards. Or you might see... One three one two, and do you know what one three one two means in relation to ACAB? Uh, one three, yeah, the letter placement. It is so. A would be one, three would be C, A would be one again, and then two is B. So it's just the the number uh, location of the alphabet. So if you see one three one two, it's all anti police. So F twelve spray painted all over the place. All right, before we move on, did you see the video out of Seattle? Police accused of macing or pepper spraying like a seven or eight-year-old girl in the face. Did you see that? I saw the girl crying and people trying to spray milk on her or something like that. Exactly. So my question is, what kind of freaking moron parent brings a seven or eight-year-old kid to a protest? I saw a conflicting report because it was like in a downtown area and it was a complete case of wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Like they were, I saw a report that they, you know, granted it was on Facebook, you know, it was in comments, but they were trying to get home and they were just passing this crowd and get the kid got hit. Are you sure it wasn't that midget who got thrown off the bus a few months back? <laughs> he just looked like a little kid. So, like these people had no idea that there were riots or protests or anything like that going on in their neighborhood or in their Travels for the day. Professor, the report I saw said that they were part of the protest. Okay, so, so listen. <laughs> oh, my god! I feel terrible for the kid. The parents are dumbasses if they brought him to the protest. Hey, yeah. and finally, here before we move on, did you see the Baltimore video where there was a, a black woman inside a car? She gets out and then swings and hits a white cop twice in the head, and the white cop backs off, shows restraint, but then a black Baltimore cop just face punches her, like clocks her face and knocks her ass on the ground. Did you see that? This is just so sad. On a more positive note, if we could call this, Michelle, a more positive note, Chloe, our daughter, earlier today, had a school baccalaureate tribute. Uh, Chloe, her official graduation is actually tomorrow. And guys, you're not going to believe this. So they had a baccalaureate tribute online 
where they honored students and teachers said nice things about some of the students. And the big surprise was they got a whole bunch of celebrities to wish the 2020 class of Marymount High School of New York success in their life after high school, going into college. And the list of celebrities was pretty good. They had Halsey. They had, what's her name? Rachel Brosnahan. Is that? Oh. She's the one that. Mrs. Maisel? Yeah, she's Mrs. Maisel. Oh. They had John Hamm wish the class success. Amy Schumer, like her or hater. They had Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's a big one. Froggy, you're not going to believe this. Guess who? Oh, my God. Weird Al, please. No. No. no, It wasn't Weird Al. Froggy, think carefully. You're not going to believe who else they had. Uh, Kelly Kapowski? Jimmy Buffett? Come on, Froggy. Think, 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 think. If there was one person... That would be like uh, why he's asking you. Who would it be? The minute she said it to me, I was like, "Oh my god!" I right, think Kelly about Ripple? think about it for a second. Let me play Halsey. This is Halsey wishing uh, Chloe's class success. The grads of 2020 from Marymount. Hey, Chloe, it's Halsey. I know this isn't how you guys imagined your graduation going, but there's still so much to celebrate and to be proud of. I think sometimes life throws us curveballs and we just kind of have to roll with the punches and cross our fingers that they're going to turn out to be a better experience than we could have ever imagined. You have so much ahead of you and it's going to be a long and fun ride. I promise. Just hang in there. I'm sending you my love and I'm so, so proud of you. Now go celebrate because you deserve it. Congratulations, guys. So that was Halsey. Froggy, do you have any idea who the other celebrity is? Come on. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I is she attractive? Can you give me a hint? Well, it's not a female. The other celebrity is a male. Oh. And why do I like him so much? Uh, Froggy. Well, because. How many times have we mentioned this individual on this podcast? That you were supposed to get on this podcast? <gasps> Shut up. No. Oh, no. yeah. This is, this is 100%. Froggy. Jane Tatum? Who? What? No, Froggy, oh. your neighbor. It's your neighbor across the canal in town Kenan, and country. Keenan Thompson? Yes. He made it on the podcast. All right. Keenan Thompson <laughs> recorded for Chloe's high school graduating class a special message. Are you ready? This Please. is this is Keenan Thompson. Hello. <laughs> My name is Old Man Keenan Thompson. <laughs> I just wanted to say congratulations Media. to the Marymount seniors. I know this is a hard what did he just get out of bed what the hell was well, that he was kind of mellow on there but i mean what are the odds of that i'm sure he recorded that at the tampa house right behind your house in town and country i gotta tell you that nobody rocks a cheeky bathing suit like oh. keenan thompson's wife mm. nobody by the way, I'm sorry for the poor quality on the audio, but one of Chloe's friends just recorded that off of the laptop on her camera phone, and then I uh, Chloe sent me the file, so that's why you hear some mumbling in the background, and the audio is not great. Hopefully, the whole full direct link uh, to the video is going to be made available to the girls so they can see it. What are the odds of that, that Keenan Thompson's Tampa home is right behind Froggy's? 
He sees all the activity in the yard. For all you, didn't you say that Kenan Thompson's wife was on a boat with a bunch of her girlfriends and you saw them pointing at your house? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I did see that. And they have a thing about them where they just roll around in kayaks in the most unbelievable bikinis. <laughs> but that's why I think that maybe they hurt. It got back to them somehow because they're pointing at my house. So they must have heard that uh, we've mentioned them numerous times on the podcast. So how about that? I told you to get Keenan Thompson on the podcast, and he shows up on this special tribute to my daughter's graduating high school class at Marymount in Manhattan. He really could have been a little more energetic about oh, the Oh, Fester, cut the crap. It's a nice thing that Keenan Thompson did. Keenan, if you're listening to the podcast, thanks for delivering the special message to my daughter's graduating class. Oh, I'd like to thank Keenan as well. I 100% agree. So listen to this. Fester sent me a text earlier. Fester, how did you eat that pint of Publix ice cream while you were driving? Did you use a utensil? Did you just shove your face into the pint or did you use your hands? You want to explain to everyone what you texted me earlier today? Well, this happened over the weekend. Publix, my favorite supermarket, has... Haagen-Dazs ice cream, buy one, get one free, like the pints. And I'm like, ooh, this is a heck of a deal. So I bought two pints, yeah. put it in my, and I figured I'll start eating like one of them and polish it off before I even get to the house. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You couldn't wait until you got home? Well, no, I'm kind of, you know, I, I closet eat. I mean, you know. <laughs> closet eat. I mean, come You're on. trying to hide it. Do you guys think I don't closet eat? So I'm thinking I'm going to polish off this uh, pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream before I get home. So I always, when I want to do that, go to the deli counter where they have spoons. So you take a spoon from the deli counter, oh. put it in your pocket, and you have your utensil to eat your ice cream in the car. And I'm eating my ice cream in the car. I got Haagen-Dazs, cookies and cream. It was fantastic. And as I'm eating, I'm at an intersection. And I'm in the turning lane. And there's like the the neighborhood vagrant who's always like looking for money or looking for handouts. And I look up and he's looking down into my Lincoln while I have like ice cream all over my face. Just totally <laughs> judging me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're at a traffic light, and this homeless guy that hangs out near your house is. I'm right. The traffic light right near my house at the intersection of (laughs) Florida Avenue and Bears Avenue in North Tampa. (laughs) I'm about to make a left hand turn, (laughs) and he's always just kind of trolling up there looking for handouts. And and this guy's looking at you thinking, oh my God, look at this slob in this 2002 Lincoln town car with ice cream all over his face. First you, of all, you, it's a 2004. I'm sorry. Second of all, he's probably thinking, I'm here starving, and this fat bastard is eating ice cream out of a carton in front of me. And you should have offered him a spoonful or something. Nah, I was like, here. <laughs> Fester, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking to myself that you really need to either like write a book or have some kind of a presence online for like Fester's education between the hotel meals and the the beverages that you get with the reuse of the cup and now you're like you know stealing a spoon so you can eat your ice cream on the way home (laughs) it's not stealing a spoon michelle they were free they're little plastic no he didn't no but those are for the for those are for the people who actually you know buy something at the the deli from the deli but they're not gonna bust you for oh no i'm not saying they're not gonna bust you but it's pretty 
you know, ingenious how right. Fester just somehow manages to get by with uh, these like freeloading kind of uh, ideas that he's got going on. I just think it's amazing that you're eating a whole pint of ice cream on the way home yeah. while you're driving. Did that you, too. Did you rest the pint on the steering wheel? Uh, what was the eating technique while driving and eating a whole freaking pint of Hagen Dazs cookies and cream? No, you have to hold. I hold. The, I'm right-handed, so. I hold the Hagen Dazs with my left hand, and when I'm actually driving, I kind of drive with my forearm and knee. <laughs> if you could picture that, my my right knee and my left forearm, it kind of kind of steers the car, and then you eat with the left hand. Michelle, you brought up two other very good points. One, even though Governor DeSantis has reopened the state of Florida, <laughs> hotels still are not doing breakfasts, oh. which pisses me off. Yeah. And two, the Burger King near my work has like the uh soda robot back in business so ah. uh, i got a brand new cup and i filled it up like 10 times already you know what that's interesting because i think i saw somewhere where they were some of the fast food restaurants were going to be doing away with the self-service beverage um center okay here's the kick in the head here's, uh. it took me two times to figure this out the self-service beverage center is still open but they don't give you free lids and straws so i have to recycle that oh oh, oh. And Fester, what was the COVID joke that some customer told you on the RV lot last weekend? We're talking about just being at home all this time with this COVID thing. And he goes, hey, did you hear of the freshman 15, like when girls go to college? And I go, yeah, I've heard of it. Well, they're calling this the COVID-19. Everybody's putting on weight. I looked at him and said, hey, buddy, listen, I'm putting on the COVID-50. <laughs> I think your punchline was. I feel heavy. I went to the podiatrist for the first time forever because my feet hurt. And like the podiatrist told me I'm fat without telling me I'm fat. He's like, well, you know, you're going to experience some lower back pain. It's not necessarily your arches. It's because you're, you know, you don't have arches, you know. Yeah, so I told him my arch hurts. He goes, well, your feet are very flat. And plus, you know, I was like, no, I don't know. He goes, well, sir, your back's going to hurt because, you know, and I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like you're okay. fat. I mean, you can't have a freaking podiatrist call you fat. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just curious to see how you were going to explain that, how he called you fat without calling you fat. Like, like sir, you know, I, because well, what happened was my, my back's been hurting. So I went to like the good feet store because of the old Ted Webb commercials. Yeah. And I, I went there and I realized that wasn't for me. My wife says, if you want to get something for your foot, make an appointment with a podiatrist. So we do. And the guy's like, well, we can get you inserts, sir. But, uh, you know, was he suggesting that you're so heavy that your body weight flattened out the arches in your feet? Was that he was? No, I I think I was complaining of back pain and I thought it might've stemmed from my feet because <laughs> right. I, I read an article once that all health starts with your feet. So, and oh. I was like, I think I need arch supports. And he's like telepathically telling me, I think you need to lose 150 pounds. You fat bastard. You bought two cartons of ice cream, <laughs> one to eat on the way home. That's a good I point. Mean, the problem is in your fat, dude. I'm not, I'm not saying the, the doctor was wrong. Well, I will say we have a very good friend who's a spine surgeon and people come to him all the time with back pain, back pain. And what is the number one thing he says? You're fat. Right. You're like, you need to lose weight. <laughs> uh, and, and Froggy's got this crazy, morbid story that he wants to tell. So you were at the beach and your neighbors were there and you got into, what, a socially distanced conversation with your neighbors 
that you had to have at the beach and not in the neighborhood? What? 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 Explain. No, this. no, no. We we had a little family weekend vacation at the beach, and so oh. we were there. And I was just conversing with one of the neighbors out there that every time we go out there, we've been seeing for you know twenty years. Right. So we talked. Right. So this guy told me, and I don't know if this is legal or if this has ever happened before, but this my neighbors at the beach, their I guess his aunt passed away. I don't know. She was battling something for a long time. So she put in her, I guess it's a will or whatever, that when she dies, she wants her two young three-year-old huskies put down and buried with her. Oh, my God. That's terrible. I mean, is that legal? You know, I think we talked about something like this on the morning show years ago. Yes about people wanting to be buried with their pets even if the pets were not ready to die yes that they wanted their we yes we talked about this on the radio years ago during the mj morning show and he showed me he he goes look look at these look at these dogs look at these dogs and he showed me a picture of these two beautiful huskies uh-huh. i mean you know they're not cheap dogs obviously but they're two two and a half years old how can you just kill the dogs well, she must have obviously thought she was going to live a lot longer than she did. I mean, battling no, something or not. No, she wants. She is not doing well apparently, and she wants those dogs dead when she dies and buried with her. That it's is in her will. It's legally supposed to be. There's nothing you can do about it, and the family's furious about it. So they're telling everybody, "Who's the executor? Who's going to do it?" No, is it legal though? Can you do that? I think it is legal, unfortunately, but that is just making it me is. sick. Yeah, who's the executor? No, it's more like who's the dog executioner is what it is. Oh. My God, could that be? A, that should be a crime, right? I mean, you're 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 murdering two dogs. I think no it's reason. animal She's cruelty. Already dead. You're not going to do much to her. It's definitely animal cruelty. I think. Oh, and another thing that happened at the beach is I almost got beat up by like nine fifteen-year-old <laughs> kids who were talking about my wife's ass. <laughs> What? I mean, the beach, I have no luck at the beach. Hang on. Was this at the Gandhi Beach? Was this at the Redneck Riviera Froggy? No, it wasn't in the mangroves of the Gandhi Beach. <laughs> it, was in, it was on Indian shores where our right. beach house is. And these guys, they're all drunk, underage, all drunk. Okay. And Kim, you know, she, she could wear a little more covering, you know, on the beach. She Why? could wear a better bathing suit to cover more of her derriere. Why? Well, just because, I don't know. She's my wife. That's why. Well, what if she's happy it's with It's okay how- for Keenan's wife because I'm enjoying it. I don't want anybody oh to enjoy God. my wife's butt. All right, so what happens? The 15-year-olds are staring at Kim's butt in her you bikini. You know what and- they say? What? Check out the Milfy with that ass. Well, there you go. Isn't that a compliment? And I go, what? Excuse me, sir? <laughs> what? Sir? You call them sir? They're 15. Yeah, well, they're, they're young kids. Then... The 15-year-olds go and get, like, five of their big brothers. And my kids are, like, scared now. My kids are like, Daddy, or Mommy, Daddy's going to die. Daddy's going to die. It was it was terrible. They would kick your ass, Froggy. Of course they would. Oh, my But it gosh. all, it all, we were able to talk it out because I made fun of one of the guys. I go, dude, what's up with your dad bod? And then, <laughs> meanwhile, my shirt's off, and everybody's looking at my body, and everybody <laughs> just laughs at my fat. So that sort of broke the ice. Uh, Frog, your mic is sucking big time again on this episode. You're like popping in and out, in and out. Before we get out of here, a couple of things. First of all, Froggy, you've got a beach house as well? 
Well, my my great grandfather bought it in the fifties for like fifteen hundred bucks. So and, you know, and, we've had it in the family. And what's it worth now? Well, I don't know, twenty five bucks. No, I mean it's it's you know it's over in Indian Shores. It's a lovely area. I sent you a picture of it next to the gigantic mansion that my neighbors built there. Did you see that? Oh yeah, you did. That's right. You did send me a picture of that thing. You see that little little house to the right of it? That's that's mine. Finally, the lawsuit man. I found the treasure trove of lawsuit man phone calls from years ago. These are actually during the late years of the MJ and BJ show before we turned into just the MJ morning show. So we'll close the episode out with that. Hey folks, again, spread the word, tell everyone, you know, that the MJ morning show is back. MJmorningshow.com is our website. You can listen to all the previous 25 episodes, all of the ways to listen, either directly on the website or all of the various platforms to download, listen, subscribe. MJmorningshow.com is the website. If you want to email us, just email MJ at MJmorningshow.com. That's MJ at MJmorningshow.com. If you want to drop us a voicemail or a text, you can use our hotline, and that is 813-467-6290. 813-467-6290. On Twitter, I'm at Todd Schnitt. Give me a follow at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. And my Instagram is at Certified Todd Schnitt. And with that, a couple of the old lawsuit man calls, and we'll see you next time. Mr. Parker, this is uh, Jiffy Scaramanga. I'm with the St. Louis Cardinals. And, sir, we would like you to return the home run ball that you have in your possession right now? Listen, stick that ball up your ass. I'm not interested. I don't have any ball, God. Yes, you do. You have the ball, sir. Yeah, and if I did, stick it up your ass. Goodbye, you no good bastard, you. Oh, stick it where? Hello. Mr. Parker. Yes, yeah, my partner. I thought you were going to file suit against us a couple of weeks back. Thought you knew who we were. My God, I know who you were, you son of a bitch. I'm working on it. Don't you need to think? I thought you were going to file the next day. Oh, you know, son of a bitch. I got my lawyers working for me. Oh, yeah? When oh. I get done with you, you won't know nothing or uh, have nothing either. All right, fine. What's my name? I, I got, I know who in the hell you are. Uh, good. Me tell me. Crap. Good. Tell me. What's my name? I know your name. No, tell me. What's my I'm name? I'm telling you. I'm putting it in the damn court. You're full of crap. You don't You're know who. You're the one that's full of crap. You know, good son of a bitch. You're you. full. You're you full get of. the hell off the god. Fine. You're full of crap. You don't know who this is. Damn right I know who it is. Well, who you would tell me? Of a bitch, you get the hell out of here. What's my first name? But a good old fart. The MJ Morning Show. This is a dark to light with Frank and Beans Quick Fix on Radio Influence. What's happening around this country right now, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it, is literally war. There is a war ongoing right now in cities across the country between the radical left who have organized in different social movements and are now coming together to try to take the country down. That's just plainly what's happening. No, oh, we're, we're, in, we're in the end game now. This is this is it. This is where rubber meets the road. And, you know, there's a lot of things to unpack here with this because they like to me, I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm saying this is way too organized and way too strategized for it to have been 
randomly spurred up over the death of this person, Floyd. There, There's just no way. So then that leads me to question the death of this person, Floyd. Yep. Who who never should have died. I mean, if so there's two. Everybody was in agreement about this. There was no no one saying that this officer acted correctly. And then you think about it and you're like this, this it's too organized. It's it happened too quickly in too many places. Pallets of bricks being delivered everywhere. You know, and even the people involved in these grassroots protests, rightfully angry about what happened to George Floyd, are starting to say, hey, hey, hold on a second. You know, this is not what we're doing. This is not us. And you've got, you know, African-American people scolding these white soy boy teenagers. And then you start to think about, Frank, the entire country was forced to be wearing masks against all medical guidance. The... The prisoners were let out of jail in liberal cities, strategically, it looks like at this point. This all can't be a coincidence. Any rational thinking person is starting to look deeper. Dark to Light with Frank and Beans can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.